Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I have a solo episode for you with me. And what I wanted to do for the last episode of 2022 is share five of the best things that I've done for my mental health. The actions that I've taken that have made the biggest impact. And let me tell you, I have tried so many things in the name of wellness and to feel better over the years. And our mental health is such a core part of our health. And I just think it's so important to talk about it. And the amount of, as I said, things I've tried and things that failed or didn't work or things I saw online or just getting lost in all the suggestions <laughs> kind of just led me to study and to qualify and to really arm myself with the knowledge and the tools to teach this um to you and also to myself so I thought it'd be a good episode to finish with but I also wanted to say as well to all of you just thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to the podcast and if you've reached out to me and I've got to have a conversation or an interaction with you during the year I'm so grateful this is one of my favorite parts and I really do love the community and all of you that I've got to know a bit through this so thank you so much um but yeah let's get into the episode the first thing that I have done the action I've taken that has massively benefited my mental health has been to stop using a weighing scales and this goes further back than this year this is something that I realized back when I was struggling a lot with my relationship with food and a bit of disordered eating that it was something that just had to go and it was really negatively impacting my mental health but this year I had a I had a a wobble with it um and what happened was I had been going through a really stressful time and I had moved from a really busy job to a desk job. I had been using food, not using food. Food is always emotional. It's something that we use to cope with things going on. Like, you know, if you have a breakup, you're with the girls and you get a pizza or an ice cream. Food is emotional. It always will be. But what happened was it was kind of the only coping mechanism that I had for this really stressful time I wasn't using my other tools that I had learned and as a result of less movement and um, emotional eating I gained weight and this is like completely normal and our weight will fluctuate depending on what goes on in our life and I more so noticed because I was just feeling really unfit and I hadn't been moving I hadn't been as active and I hadn't been eating as well and I just noticed how I was feeling. But what I did then was, didn't I? I stepped on the scales to see, and I got a, a shock at the number. But also, this is also built up by years of feeling like we should weigh a certain weight and we should be a certain size. And oh, if you're over this weight, you're unhealthy, or you're overweight, or <clears throat> excuse me. If we go by BMI, like my BMI has always been that I am overweight because it doesn't take into account our muscle mass and all this kind of stuff. And as women, our weight can fluctuate with our time of the month. And if you're retaining water, there's so many factors that influence our weight. And what I shouldn't have done was stood on the scales because I was already feeling stressed and 
really struggling and I didn't I really didn't need to have that make me feel worse but it did um and from then I went on a bit of a weight loss when I don't want to say weight loss I just wanted to feel healthier and feel more energized and move more and eat more nutritious food but I kind of got into a bit of a cycle of checking my weight then every couple of weeks like is it working am I starting to feel back to myself and it was just it was a bit of a whirlwind of a few months and I really wasn't feeling myself but Jesus did that scales make me feel worse like so much worse and I knew this I knew this from years of weighing myself and it really affected my mental health because you can stand on the scales even though you you could wake up and you're feeling great you're feeling healthy you're feeling energized and then you stand on the scales and in that split second it can take all those good feelings away because you feel like you should weigh something else because of what we've been taught so it was kind of a really good reminder for me that the scales I don't I'm not weighing myself um so after those few weeks I kind of had been journaling and just noticed I love to try and reflect on things that are what's working and what's not working and when I was journaling I was like Do you know what that weighing myself is making me feel like shit it's really not making me feel good and I had started moving more I was going for my podcast walks and I was eating more veg and fruit and just focusing on my health and just nourishing me and giving myself what I needed and I didn't need a scales or a number to tell me if I was healthy or not um so I was like you know what f this the scales is gone so I actually binned it um and my husband loves to weigh himself (laughs) numbers don't affect him at all but I was like no it's gone get it out of my house um and I haven't weighed myself since and let me tell you I don't give a rat's arse what I weigh because I feel healthy I feel good in myself I'm exercising I'm nourishing myself and focusing on my health and that is what matters so if you're listening to this and you weigh yourself um there is a good chance that that may be making you feel worse and taking away from the things that you are doing for your health that number something about those numbers especially with diet culture and all we've been taught but I would really strongly suggest that going into the new year that you ditch the scales and use other markers how your clothes feel how you feel your energy levels focus on your food and nourishing your body and drinking enough water and getting out for a walk that's what matters the number on the scales doesn't matter and a number on the scales cannot determine our health like it cannot determine our health when I was younger and I was struggling with my relationship with food yes the number on the scales was a lot less but I was a lot less healthy than I am now um so just know that it's not it's not an accurate representation of your health and especially if if you struggle with it and it is making you feel badly I would really really strongly suggest that you stop using it bin it get it out of the house burn it do whatever you need to do but just don't weigh yourself um yeah and also like even for my appointments like hospital appointments or doctor's appointments if they weigh me I just say to them look 
I really don't have a great relationship with the scales and I don't want to know what I weigh. So if you don't mind, um, would you just not tell me? And they'll just write it in my chart and I don't need to know because it it has that much of an impact on my mental health that I wanted to create those boundaries and to just put my mind first and you're allowed to do that and I'm here to tell you that. So that was my first one. My second one which I've talked about a lot especially on Instagram is my meditation practice and I really don't know where to start with this and I'm sure that you hear meditate and meditation is so good for you and people talking about it all the time but it is it really has changed my life and my experience of life um I've been a seasoned meditator for years I'm also a teacher and going back in the new year to further develop my teaching. Um, And what I've done for a number of years is I've used guided meditation. So visualizations, um, body scans, things like that. And I would just pop on one in the morning or the evening and listen to it. But what I have done um, towards the end of this year is really focus on my my unguided meditation practice and this is basically where you sit and for a period of time you focus on an anchor so you say I use my breath so I'll sit down I'll close my eyes and I will pick an anchor point in my breath so for me that's when my breath goes in through my nose and I will focus my awareness on that point as I breathe in and out for that set amount of time and my mind wanders all the time that's going to happen it's it's part of it but the, the tool and the scale is noticing when your mind has wandered and bringing it back and this is so important the unguided part is so important because it transfers so much into day-to-day life like I even I got married last year um, and we were in Spain and it was a like with weddings there's a lot going on it was pretty hectic and the one non-negotiable for me was my meditation practice because it helps me be so much more present and when my mind wanders into a worry or a stressful thought or something that could go wrong I have that skill now where I can just notice it and bring it back whereas before I meditated I didn't and I would get lost in the fears and the worries and the stress and it would almost take over. So honestly, it has been such a massive, massive part of my wellness, my mental wellness, my emotional wellness this year. Um, so if you have a lot of anxious thoughts, if you feel worried, if you struggle to sleep, if you feel overwhelmed with stress, if you want to be more creative, if you want to tune into your inner voice and who you really are more, the list goes on a meditation practice is so so powerful and next year I'm going to up the ante with this because I really want to help you listening learn that skill and bring meditation in and it's something for years that I was like oh I just don't have time like who has time to meditate and granted we all have so much different stuff going on so you might actually have a lot more going on than I do like kids or two jobs or whatever whatever your situation is but for me I didn't have time not to because my mental health and my lack of mindfulness was really affecting my life so meditation has been 
a, a massive, a, a big action that I've taken this year. And I use Inside Timer, the app. And when it, this is just a timer, but it sets it and it rings a bell when you've completed your timing. And today I think I sat down, I'm on day 90 in a row and I still sit down and say this morning, my mind wandered the whole time, really, really struggled to keep my awareness just on my breath. And I had to keep gently bringing it back, not getting annoyed, just noticing it and bringing it back. Um, we were in London over the weekend and I actually kicked my husband out of the hotel room because I was like, I have to meditate because I knew as well that when I do it, it's like, it's like I'm plugging in to myself in the morning and things just flow a bit easier. I'm less anxious. I get less overwhelmed. I have a bit more clarity. So for me, when we were away, sticking to my meditation in the morning was only going to make the trip even better for me because I could be more present and I could enjoy it more. And I think that's the hardest part with starting new habits, isn't it? We have to see the benefit of it in our lives before we're like, okay, I'm going to keep doing it. So it is that that point between when you start and when you actually see the benefit it's the hard part to keep going for but it is such a beneficial practice um you can also I'll leave the link below for my self-care toolbox which has six meditations in there there are five of them are visualizations but one of them is a mantra meditation and the idea of that is the mantra is your anchor so it's allowing you to start that kind of unguided practice. And I think I've recorded it for just 10 or 15 minutes. So that would be a really good one for you to start with. So if you want to try that, um, especially now, my God, if you've a lot going on to just start going in and finding that stillness within yourself among the madness, it would be really good for you. So I will leave that link down below. Time boundaries. And a couple of months ago, I made a reel about screen time because what happened was one day I was doing a bit of reflecting. Um, I love looking, as I said, about what is working and what's not working in my journal. And this was back when I wasn't consistently doing my meditation or my my tools. And I was like, I just don't have time. The classic, I just don't have time. Um, and I went on to my phone and I checked my screen time. And let me tell you, do I have time? If like my screen time was about, it was roughly five hours a day. Now I do use my phone for work and I do listen to Spotify and stuff. So that's included in that screen time. But still between social media and checking WhatsApp and all of the other stuff, there was a lot of time there. So I was like, oh my God, if I'm using my phone for five hours a day, seven days a week, that's 35 hours. Like that's over a day. That's at 1.5, one and a half full days every single week that is spent with me scrolling through my phone, doing whatever it is. And I was making the excuse to myself, oh, I don't have time to do my 15 minute meditation or I don't have time to train today or I don't have time to go for a walk. And I I needed it because I was like, oh my God, Robin, you are so full of bullshit saying that you don't have time when you do have time. And I also noticed it with my mental health because I know the more time I spend on my phone, especially in social media, the more anxious I feel, the more overwhelmed I feel seeing what other people are doing, comparing, 
feeling like I'm not doing enough it, it generally does negatively impact my mental health when I spend too much time on it um so I had to bring in boundaries I had to and the only way I could do that was starting to delete my social media apps after dinner because otherwise I'd be sitting on the couch and without even realizing I'd have picked up the phone and I'd be scrolling so I needed to stop myself um so I started deleting Instagram after dinner and I didn't download it the next until the next day when I needed to share something and not only did I feel better my sleep was better because I wasn't on the phone in the evenings I was going on to Instagram with an intention so I was either going on to post something for you guys on Instagram or I was going on to check something and I wasn't just scrolling and getting lost in what everybody else is doing and it's just a boundary that has really 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 helped me so what I would urge you to do right now go in and check what your screen time is and don't you know don't get annoyed at yourself or don't beat yourself up about it but just reflect on it and see okay what how long am I spending on my phone could I use those that time each day towards something that would make me feel better so your walk so going to the gym or doing a meditation maybe a yoga practice anything that will make you feel better um but yeah I needed that um, that reminder and I know when I shared it on Instagram a lot of you resonated with it and realized as well that your screen time was possibly more than it needed to be which look it's totally normal we all do it but that was a massive one for me and number four is I keep a journal of positive aspects I have a little book and in this book I just write down positive aspects in my life so whether it's a person whether it's a place whether it was a situation an event something that happened and the reason I did this I've, I've always on and off had a gratitude practice but especially this year I needed um a, another tool to help with my mind and my mental health and th- there's so much research and evidence to support gratitude and if you're someone that keeps a gratitude journal or uses gratitude you will know the difference that it makes and how you feel but I love to keep this positive aspects book because what happened was earlier in the year when stuff it kind of got to a point where I felt like nothing was nothing good was happening it was only bad stuff and I was stuck in this shitty place and I couldn't see any of the good things even though there are always good things happening around us but it's almost like a filter so like say without a gratitude practice if it was an Instagram filter it was a filter that would literally only show me the bad stuff that was happening and the stuff that I didn't want and when I started my gratitude practice again it was like adding a filter that would only highlight all the good things around me and it was that difference it was like like breaking through that dark cloud and letting me see the good and all of the positives that were around me and this little book for for just spending like I spent five minutes a day max maybe 10 just writing down positive things from my day things in my life I appreciate like a person or a thing and why I appreciate them the why is really important but it has just shifted how I feel so much. And I know 
that it has had a massively positive effect on my mental health and again like the meditation practice I am now have the evidence I've, I've seen how I feel without it and I've seen seen how I feel with it and I know it makes too much of a difference for me to skip it so I kind of it's one of the things now where I'm like oh no that's a non-negotiable for me I have to and if I'm feeling if I wake up feeling a bit down or a bit crap with stuff that's going on I reach for it and I just try and find something that I appreciate and it could be like the other day everything felt it was one of those days where I was finding it really hard to appreciate it and my dog Teddy he's an absolute nutter he's so funny but he just came in and he was just being himself but he just makes me laugh every time and then came up and gave me a massive lick and I was like do you know what there's there is stuff for me to appreciate I just can't see it right now so it felt least resistant for me to just write down a bit of appreciation about him and how he makes me laugh and his little personality and the stuff that he does and I could feel my energy I could feel my vibration just start to rise a little bit and to feel less down and less filled with fear so my my little book is such a brilliant tool so get yourself a a blank journal you don't need a guided journal you can get a plain notebook and just title it my book of positive aspects and start writing down the positives from your life and at the start it might be a little bit more tricky you're kind of really having to dig deep to find them but it's like a muscle so the more you look the more you will find and some of my favorite my favorite prompts especially for if you're find it really hard to find one of them is if tomorrow I only woke up with what I was grateful for today what would I have and that one got me when I was really struggling to find something it kind of just it was like boom like hang on a second when I actually have to scan through the stuff I was like Jesus there's so much stuff and I'm just not appreciating it when it's right in front of me so that one really helps me when I'm struggling to find stuff um so that was if I only woke up tomorrow with what I was grateful for today what would I have so just ask yourself that question like have you appreciated the stuff that you would miss if it wasn't there tomorrow um so yeah and also check out my Instagram um the wellness nurse Instagram because there's so many different prompts for gratitude and things there as well and we're on to number five which is moving for my mind so again this comes back to um, as I said on number one for a long time I struggled with my relationship with food and I also only exercised for what my body looked like so the only reason I went is I felt like I needed to keep exercising to try and make my body be a certain size and to look a certain way and that was the only reason I went um and you know what it is the most it is the least fun reason to move for honestly and I've really in the last year or so started shifting my why for exercising um and that is I now move for my mind and what I needed to do was pay attention to how I started paying attention to how I felt before I exercised versus after like even this morning I went to 
I'm really lucky to live by the Botanic Gardens, which is just such a gorgeous walk. And I woke up this morning, I was feeling a little bit stagnant and just a bit, ugh. So I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to just go for a walk. I didn't bring headphones. I just needed to be outside and move my body. And I kind of did a quick check in with how I was feeling before I went. And then afterwards, when I got back into my car to head into work, I did a bit of a check in. And the difference in how I felt and my mind, like that is the reason that I move now because it is, has such a profound impact on our mental health but we're we're almost taught the only reason I was taught or I sought exercise especially growing up when we see social media and all of the media around us is oh you exercise to look a certain way or to be a certain body size that was it so exercising for your mental health was something that really is not talked about as much but making that shift has been massive and you know what it actually makes me want to show up and do it more because it makes me feel better so I'm not going to punish myself or to try and force my body to look a certain way I'm going for me and if I go in feeling a bit down or I feel a bit low or low in energy or just a bit sad and I do a bit of exercise afterwards I don't feel as bad anymore and for me that reason that why is so much more powerful than going in to just look a certain way and I was only I've only been talking to a few of my friends about this recently who've also made that transition as well and it's just been a really really brilliant shift so moving into 2023 especially now that we are going to see what it'll start with <laughs> don't forget to enjoy your Christmas and you can eat what you want and maybe I don't know depending on who you follow on social media you might see stuff like saving calories for your Christmas dinner or compensating or whatever it is and then in the new year feeling like you need to go on a diet and you need to change how you look but what about just going into 2023 and exercising to feel better to just exercising for your mental health and if you you need to start making that connection and I look at it like forming that new loop in my mind because when we're programmed to do a certain way it can take a bit of time to to make that transition but just write down like do a check-in of how you're feeling mentally before you exercise and then when you're finished do a check-in and just start letting yourself notice that shift um, I find that's a really good way of building that that why and that wanting to do it for that reason because the more you see it make a difference to how you feel um, the more you will want to exercise for that reason so there's there are my five um, like there's so many that I could share with you and I'm conscious that I want to keep this not too long we're on about 30 minutes but out of all of the things that I've done they have made like not just small shifts in how I feel but like massive shifts and honestly just improving my quality of life and my mental health and how I feel every day and at the end of the day that's all, what we all want we just want to feel better in ourselves about ourselves and these things really do help and I also want to say that if you do any of these and you're d- don't feel annoyed with yourself 
like the one thing that that you really need to do is try and be compassionate towards yourself use it as a bit of reflection do a bit of end of year writing and just write down what worked well for me what didn't work well and instead of being like oh you're such an idiot I should have done it differently just use that and be like you know I want to do this moving forward because I know it'll help me and I know it'll make me feel better so whether that's your screen time starting your book of positive aspects trying to switch flip that switch of the why for your exercising been in that scales that bloody scales um or your meditation practice whatever it is just do it from a place of love for yourself don't get annoyed at yourself you're doing great this has been a mad year a really busy year I feel like especially after covid when everything has kind of gone back to normal it's it's quite hectic um so whatever you do just be nice to yourself give yourself a break you're doing your best and I am sending you so much love and I hope you have a lovely Christmas if you're listening to this pre-Christmas and the best new year and I will be back in January with loads of speakers and loads of topics to help you with your wellness and to help you really work on feeling better.